Welcome to Table Talk with Tati, a podcast for millennials where we bring real life topics on the table for real talk. I am your host, Natasha Tati Weston, lifestyle entrepreneur and three times best-selling author. I'm a sucker for business, branding, and self-development, but I created this space to escape from the worlds we create for ourselves on the daily. Table Talk with Tati is the epitome of having the girl next door right in your back pocket. So kick back, pour up, and join me each week for real talk, current events, and powerful conversations about life, business, and all that other ish. It is me, Natasha Toddy Weston. Welcome back to the Table Talk with Toddy podcast. Today is Sunday, September the 9th, and I am so excited that we have finally made it to episode 50. Yes, you guys have allowed, and I'm saying you guys because without you listening, sharing, supporting, asking questions to give me ideas for what to talk about in the first place, this would not be possible. And so let's just start there with a tremendous amount of gratitude to every single person who has ever tuned into the show, whether you've listened one time or 50 times plus, I, from the bottom of my heart, do definitely appreciate it. And I hope you guys understand the depth of that. So It's been a little minute, maybe like two or three weeks. I'll say three weeks just to be safe because I guess I should have looked at when the last episode went live, but it's been a few weeks since episode 49. I think the last couple of episodes, we got a lot of great feedback. Um, We had some special guests. We had my girlfriend out in LA, Portia Carter. We talked about being homeless. Um, And then we had Fahani Ellis who came on and gosh, we talked about fashion. We talked about style. We talked about um, faith. We talked about, you know, really living your best life. What does that look like? Um, And so thank you guys for tuning into those two episodes specifically, but all of the episodes. I went back and looked at our numbers from the last month, and it seems like a lot of people are finding out about the show now because when I go back and look at from episode one on up, there are some people who are literally going back to episode one and listening up until current. And so that alone is just a testament of how it don't even matter how ranky bank your stuff sounds, people are still going to listen if the message is valuable. Because I know episode one, I don't even, I wouldn't even call it an official episode because I remember it was when I was working at the bank a couple years ago and I was on my way to work and I knew you could hear me being in the car, but I still posted it as an episode because I was so, you know, head head on like I really wanted to get an episode out I wanted to start a podcast I didn't have the equipment and so that was just a way for me to get something out there and so if there's anything if if you want to start a podcast if you want to start a YouTube channel whatever it is that you desire to do don't let perfection you know stop you from doing that thing put it out there and 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 you know I won't even say perfect but make what you're doing better as you move along right So thank you guys again for 50 episodes. I was going to go all out and do, you know, have like five guests and do this whole big shebang. But, you know, God has a funny sense of humor. Like when you try to plan things, he's like, "Mm -mm, girl, no, we're not doing it like that. Nope. So I have been, you know, thinking and praying about what I should do for episode 50. 
And because a lot of other podcasters do like a, you know, a whole big shebang on their episode 50, that's not really what, what I was led to do. I, um, you guys already know, I typically generate my content and my ideas based off of current real life experience um, because I feel like that's where my audience connects with me at. Um, and it's not even so much more in a business and branding tip because that's kind of like my my highlight reel. But just everyday life and how I am pivoting and transitioning and all of that stuff, I feel like this podcast allows me to, it's therapy for me, but it's it gives you guys answers and insight into what it really means to be, I won't even just say a millennial, but a mom, a working mom, a mom who has big dreams, and a mom who goes to real life crap <laughs> all the time, actually. So um, last episode, we talked about my book tour, which officially kicks off next month, October the 13th, here in Charleston, South Carolina, which is my hometown. Super excited about that. We also talked about three tips on how to pivot in life and business. So I guess today's episode is kind of going to also be talking more about pivoting, um, something that is going on with me personally. And we also talked about... um, you know, pivoting and and how important it is to when life knocks on your door and points you in another direction, that you get equipped to be able to handle that, whatever that may look like. So speaking of pivoting, that is why today's episode is super important because I think a lot of you are going through a pivoting phase. And it's important that I give you guys, not just give you tips on how to pivot, but give you real life examples on how I am able to pivot. So if you missed episode 49 or any of the past episodes, I highly encourage you to go back and listen. You can do that at natashaweston.com slash podcast. Or of course, we're on pretty much every single podcasting directory out there. Apple Podcasts, formerly known as iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever your heart desires to listen, please listen. But make sure you subscribe. And please, guys, start leaving reviews. I always get feedback like on social media and stuff on Instagram, Facebook, but it would do like a whole lot of good if you leave your reviews, especially on Apple Podcasts. All right. Off my soapbox here. All right. So I'm switching things up a little bit. Hopefully it goes the way I need it to go. (laughs) But this week's Table Talk Roundup, we're going to do before we do what's on my table this week because it all ties in together. And so... The real reason why I wanted to talk today, as you guys can see, the title of this episode is If You Broke, Go to Work. And we all know that is a very infamous lyric that a lot of people were quoting. Now, I don't feel like this summer, but maybe last summer. I could be wrong. But I have been really thinking about if I wanted to talk to you guys about this. Because to be honest, I feel like I pivot a lot. I feel like I'm always in some sort of transition. And And I don't know how many of you can relate to this, but sometimes when you're going through transition so much, you feel unstable. You feel like, gosh, why am I going through transition again? This is a sign of not being clear. This is a sign of instability. And what I'm learning as I pivot and as I see, it seems like the more I'm pivoting and the more God is allowing me to transition, the more comfortable I'm becoming with it. And the more powerful I feel because I am able to pivot whenever life makes me pivot, right? Because we don't necessarily choose pivoting in a lot of cases. 
Um, unless it's like a strategic business move, sometimes it's just the direction and the cards that life deals you and you have no choice but to pivot, right? It's kind of like, you know, trying to fit your size six sh- foot in a size four shoe. It just won't work, right? And that's how I like to think about pivoting. So when things start happening and you've already got this grand plan and grand scheme of things and it does not work that way and you try to force it and it won't fit and and it stresses you out. So now you're trying to fit your size six foot into a size four shoe and now you've got bunions, your toes hurt, you can barely walk straight. And this is what happens when things start to, when when life tells us to go left and we continuously try to force it to go right because we feel like the outcome will be better. I hope that makes sense. And so today I want to kind of tie in a current event that has happened in the last seven days into where I am currently transitioned, have, have currently transitioned and pivoted. So this week's Table Talk Roundup, the highlighted current event I want to talk about that I feel not enough of us are talking about in depth is the Jeffrey Owens um, situation. Now, for those of you who haven't been following the news, Jeffrey Owens is a former Cosby Show actor who we learned in the last week was working at a Trader Joe's grocery store between acting gigs. Now, he was initially criticized, and I think it was like two women, I could be wrong, they, they saw him bagging groceries or ringing up groceries or something along those lines. And they snapped a photo of him working at this Trader Joe and they shared the pictures online. Now, of course, it went viral. And the initial storyline was Cosby Show actor working at Trader Joe's. And they tried to job shame him, basically, like, why would he be working at a grocery store? Right. So... These women shared the picture with the tabloid and it went viral. And all of this happened last week around Labor Day weekend, which I feel like it would have been a great story to share being that it was Labor Day, right? So Labor Day is, in my opinion, is about celebrating people who work hard for, you know, their careers, their families, their children, whatever the case may be. So according to People magazine, Owens worked at Trader Joe's for a little over a year, so about 15 months. And he recently quit the job due to all of the attention and stories gotten. But here what is what really made me happy. Tyler Perry reached out to this actor and offered him a job on one of his own network hit drama series. And Tyler quoted something and he said, I have so much respect for people who hustle between gigs. Now, I also read an article that Inc. did on this and it struck me and it also confirmed what I'm going to share with you in this episode. And it reads, quote, Jeffrey Owens is an actor, but he's also a husband, a father, and a very hard worker. Now, just those two sentences kind of brings everything I'm going to talk to you about today into full circle. I know that entrepreneurship, starting a business, making six, seven figures in a year, it's become the new hype. It's become the the milestone that many of us aim for. It's what, when we start a business, what our big goal is. If anyone asks you, well, what do you want to happen in a year? I want to make six figures in my business. I want to be featured in Forbes. I want to, we have, we set these very high goals and when life pivots us in a way that doesn't seem like it's directing us to that end goal, that big dream, we tend to downplay it and and, and make it seem like it's just wrong. 
And at the end of the day, being a business owner, being an entrepreneur, it's a great experience. And I, in my heart, I feel like I'll always be an entrepreneur. I'll always have a business because that's just who I am. But as Inc. probably didn't even realize how they quoted this, it speaks to me because, yes, I, Natasha Weston, am an, am, am an actor. I, Natasha Weston, am an entrepreneur. I, Natasha Weston, am, an, am a business owner. I, Natasha Weston, am an influencer. I, Natasha Weston, am a brand strategist. I, Natasha Weston, am an author. But I am also a human. I'm also a mother. I'm also a sister. I'm also a friend. I'm also a very hard worker. And at the end of the day, if the first portion, the highlighted part of, okay, yeah, I'm a best-selling author. I'm an entrepreneur. I've had a business for almost 10 years. That's the highlight real part of it. But at the end of the day, if that highlighted thing is not generating the income at the time that you need for you to be a little less stress-free, for you to take care of your children, for you to take care of your family, then that's what's more important, right? So this cons- this confirmed what's been on my table this past week or two weeks. So I may have told you guys when I walked away from my last job at a bank here in Charleston, it was when I first moved back down here and you know I had a mortgage to pay and it was a lot. I had real, real, real bills, right? <laughs> and um, so I got a job and banking was kind of my background because when I lived in Greenville, I worked at a bank as well. That was my last job. Now, when I walked away from that job, it was not to relaunch my business or do it full time. It was not because, you know, for since as long as I can remember, my business has always been a side hustle. It's always been, you know, second to my job because not in a sense of, of value, but I always had a job and my business was what I did on the side. So when I walked away from my previous corporate America job, it was not to with the intentions of being an entrepreneur full time for like the last year and a half after walking away from that job. I had never stopped putting in my resume. I had never stopped looking for a job. In fact, Indeed and .com and I were BFFs, even though they weren't reciprocating. It wasn't a re- reciprocating relationship. You know, I was putting in resumes, job applications, and they weren't sending me nothing like it was crickets. I wasn't getting called for interviews or anything. And so naturally after a while, it's like, okay, you either mope about not finding a job or you work your gifts and make them work for you. So that's what I did. And so, you know, I've been full-time entrepreneur for the past, gosh, just at two years, I want to say this past month, pretty long time. So that means my sole source of income, my sole source of everything was my business. Like if I didn't hustle, if I didn't make things happen, if I didn't do what I needed to do to get clients, me and my son would have been starving. And in some days we were. Let's just keep it real. (laughs) All right. So I say all that to say I never walked away from my corporate job to pursue entrepreneurship full time. I, you know, I was that person. I wanted to have an exit strategy. I wanted to have a certain amount of money saved up and all of that. And that just was not my case. I was forced to be an entrepreneur full time because I couldn't find a job. So after some time, you know, you kind of just not don't really think about it that much. And I told God, I said, well, it would be nice 
because I've already got a grasp on my work, my business schedule, meaning I can run my business. My business runs automatically, basically. Like when someone signs up for my email list, they get an email, they go through a sales funnel, they buy a product, they buy books. Everything is pretty much automated with the exception of, of course, client stuff, which I work through in increments, right? So it's not something that I have to do every single day. So I have a really good grasp on my business and building my brand automatically. And I know what I need to do. And it's an everyday building thing for me to where I got to the point where I was like, you know, I could work a day job. I could go back into corporate and fund some of these projects that I have coming up in the next year and not have to worry about that stress of now, because you guys know I shut down my last business early this year, the stress of trying to find enough clients or quality clients who I can still work with, I can still devote my attention to, but I wouldn't have that stress of trying to hustle all the time and find clients and the stress of not being able to pay your bills. It's just a lot of stress. And I feel like because entrepreneurship is so glamorized and everybody's talking about leaving a nine to five and That's all great, and those are great goals to have. But reality is, if you if your business is not generating enough income, or if you're in a or this is a or, so let's bridge. If your business is not generating enough income currently, or if you need extra money to fund some of your dreams, go get a job. It is not the end of the world, and society has put this negative stigma and and tries to shame people who have to work nine to fives or who have to go back and get a part-time job, rather it be to help pay their bills, to get them through maybe a slow season of, of in their business or whatever the case may be. And so that's why I titled this episode, If You Broke, Go to Work. So that can mean literally, that can mean figurative, figuratively. So the criticism that they gave Owens for working a job after having a very public run on one of the more popular shows ever is exactly the stigma that we've placed on entrepreneurs who go back to work. So this whole Jeffrey Owens story confirmed what's been on my table the past, I'll say, couple of weeks. It's my new J-O-B. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I got a job. So, And a lot of people still don't know it because I'm able to continuously build my brand and go go to work every day. So just a little history, a little insight onto my job. So when I when I told God, I said, okay, God, I would like to go back to work, even if it's just for a season. However, I you know my biggest desire, even with my business, is to work with larger brands because I know I have a lot of value and insight to bring to companies and. One of my biggest desires is okay, if I work, I want to still I want to still have the opportunity to make money at that company, but I want to be able to provide them with what I've built in my business. So, I'm great with branding, I'm great with marketing, social media, all of that stuff that I've been doing for myself. I want to be able to to take and duplicate into a company that does not have that aspect. Well, let me tell y'all something. God hears you because he not only dropped the perfect corporate job in my lap, but I'm not just making base pay. I'm getting paid from two different parts of the company for my business and branding and marketing expertise. So unlike my last jobs, I don't have to hide what I do outside of work. They know my strengths. They love the fact that I have those strengths. And because they don't have that aspect of their company yet, and they're growing 
so rapidly, I'm able to come in and serve and offer value to them in a way that I've always dreamed of. So I'm already making way more money doing this than I was in the last six months in my business. (laughs) So it would be foolish of me to not take advantage of this opportunity, right? So on top of that is the building relationships and, and everything else. And it still ties in so perfectly with my schedule. Some days I'm able to work from home. My schedule is flexible. I can go in between a certain amount of hours, like... I don't have to work a full work week and I still get paid for for a full work week. It's so flexible, it's scary and the money is insane. And so this is this is why you should not let society make you feel crazy or less than if you are working a 9 to 5 and running your business on the side. There is nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with it. And I've gone You know, I've had my seasons where I've gone side hustling, then full-time hustling, side hustling, then full-time hustling. But the bottom line is you have to work for the well-being of you and your family. I'm so stress-free, y'all. I don't know if y'all know this, but I don't even post on social media that much. It's because I'm living my best life over here. Now, don't get it twisted. That doesn't mean I don't go through things. But the stress that I, I don't have about just things that I had before... I slowly but surely see the stress being lifted. I slowly but surely see the freedom that I'm that I have to be who I am, to build my brand and to build other people's brands at the same doggone time. Y'all, it couldn't get no better than this. Right? On top of that, I'm working on being more economically stable. You guys know I'm producing my first film next summer. I'm able to fund that. I'm able to do more in my brand. Because I'm working for a company that is funding this part of my brand. You feel me? Like, it's just, it makes so much sense, right? It makes so much sense. And so some of the benefits of, of, of doing this is obviously more money. It teaches you a lot about time management because... Y'all, I'm really learning. Like people always ask me, my mom was telling me the other day, somebody told her they needed to talk to me about how do I balance being a mom and working and running a business. And I'm like, when she find out, she need to let me know because I really don't have that master yet. Um, And it seems like now my life has kind of come full circle. You know, I'm running my business. I'm working now. I have a four-year-old who's in school now and I'm in a relationship. And so every aspect of my life that I made didn't have like this component or that before, I now have to balance. I have to learn how to work, come home, do homework, show Tyler some attention, make sure my business is still flowing, make sure my VA is getting things done, make sure I am available for date nights and things like that. So I now have to juggle so much of my time. It's forcing me to learn and master time management. It also shows you what to do and not to do in running a company. And I talk a lot about that, I think, in my first book. And so don't look at the negatives of having a job. Look at the positives of having one because y'all entrepreneurship ain't going nowhere. If you need money to fund your dreams and to take care of your family, get your butt back to work. Get your butt back to work. Pray and ask God to give you a job that will allow you to walk in the gifts and talents that you have. And even if that's not the case, 
learn what you can from the experience. So table talk takeaway, do what you've got to do now to get to where you want to go later, period, in my city girl's voice. (laughs) I'm low-key obsessed with them now, y'all. So let me read that again to you guys and write it down, jot it down, post it on social media, tag me in it. Do what you've got to do now to get where you want to go later, period. Okay. All right. So that concludes episode 50. I hope you guys enjoyed. I didn't want to keep you too long, but I did want to share that with you guys and let it serve as kind of an update on where I've been. Because I know people, y'all think I just live on social media. And although I do love it, a lot of that stuff is automated. I'm just trying to enjoy my life. I'm trying to enjoy the blessings and to build, really build behind the scenes. Because a lot of people out here saying they're working and they ain't doing it. God don't go think. I'm really working behind the scenes, guys. And sometimes it just doesn't make it to social until it's done. So anyway, what I'm, you know, what's on my table this week besides my new J-O-B? Again, I mentioned Tyler started school. So he's in the 4K program. He loves it. So yeah, that's that with that. Y'all can follow him if you have toddlers on Instagram at Tyler. And of course, I'm prepping for my first book boot camp tour, the Brand You Like a Boss boot camp, kicking off in Charleston, South Carolina, October 13th. Seats are limited because I want this to be an intimate experience. And so if you live in Charleston or surrounding areas, well, I won't even say that because we've got people coming from Virginia, Savannah, Georgia, people are coming from out of state to be here. And so if you want to seat at the table, if you want my deep insight on how to build a personal brand, you don't have to be an entrepreneur to be here. If you just want to be more impactful and make money from being who you are, hunties, be in the building. October 13th, Charleston, South Carolina. You can grab your tickets at brandyoulikeaboss.com slash boot camp. All right. I'll leave all the information down in the description. If you know somebody that lives here or that would be willing to travel, Make sure you share the link with them. Um, I've been getting questions about where we're going to be next. Um, Charlotte is next up, hopefully before the end of this year. And then definitely New York City. Um, I've been getting a lot of requests for Philly. Um, So stay tuned for that. And of course, Atlanta, because those are my top markets. I would love to go to LA. I don't know how my audience is there. I don't feel like it's, it's large of a crowd, but wherever you live, and let me put this out there, you know, I'm going to the cities that I know I have an audience at that people who actually buy the tickets and come out. But if you live in a smaller city, like, you know, if you live in Alabama or a place where events like this don't typically come to, If you can get about 15, 20 people who want to learn about personal branding, if you can get them to commit to coming, email me, um, tweet me, DM me on Instagram and let me know and we'll figure something out. So I don't want to just go to bigger cities. If you do live in a smaller city, I'd love to come as well. So hit me up. Let's talk about it. Thank you guys so much for 50 episodes. I truly, truly do appreciate it. Before we go, I want to let you know that I am giving away one ticket to the boot camp. Yes, I'm giving away one ticket to the boot camp. All you have to do is share one of the graphics. It doesn't matter which one, but it has to be a graphic about the boot camp. So you can pull that from the Brand You Like a Boss Facebook page, Instagram page, All you have to do is grab a picture, screenshot it, whatever the case may be, share it on your Instagram or Facebook profile or stories, and make sure you tag me and use the hashtag brandyoulikeabossbootcamp. 
I'm going to go and see who does the does the most or I'm going to just kind of put everybody's name in a drawing and I will be selecting the winner on next week Sunday and I will announce it on the Brand You Like a Boss Instagram page. So make sure you're following Instagram the Instagram page at Brand You Like a Boss and you'll find out then who the winner of the ticket is. So of course you must live in Charleston or be willing to travel here for the event. It's only, the giveaway is only for one ticket. So make sure you do that. And if I'm feeling generous, I may throw in a ticket for a friend too. So make sure you enter the giveaway for the boot camp ticket. And I'm going to do this with every city I'm in, but for now, this is for the Charleston event. All right, guys. So thank you again for listening. Don't forget to review rate, subscribe, and share this episode with a friend. And until the next time, I'll holla at you soon. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Table Talk with Toddy podcast. This episode has been brought to you by our sponsor, Tot Spot Productions. Be sure to visit NatashaWeston.com to join the conversation, read the blog, and discover more content. If you enjoyed today's show, Head over to the Apple Podcast or Google Play app and subscribe, rate, and review. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Until next time.